Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls, starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Thanks for listening to the Odd Couple Podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday from 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. Eastern, 4 to 7 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. Find your local station for the Odd Couple at foxsportsradio.com or stream us live every day on the iHeartRadio app by searching FSR. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. It is the Odd Couple. I'm Chris. He's Rob. We're live from the TireRack.com studio. Shortly after the show, guys, our podcast goes up. And uh, if you miss any of today's show, be sure to check out the pod. Just search Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast, And also follow, rate, and review the podcast. Again, just search Odd Couple wherever you get your podcast, and you'll see today's show. Post it right after we get off the air. We got a power-packed, jam-packed hour for you. A lot Bill of guests Bradley coming was up. supposed to join us yesterday. We believe he's going to join us today uh, in about 20 minutes. Former NBA champion and U.S. Senator Bill Bradley. Then we've got Mike Golick Jr. at the bottom of the hour. And then, of course, Shop Talk. So, power-packed hour you won't want to miss. But let's start with a little NFL football. And Jared Goff, Rob, we all know how well things are going for the Lions in the conference championship for the first time in 30-plus years. Um, But this is a business as well. Rob G, uh, tee us up on on Goff and his contract. Sure. So Jared Goff is in the NFC Championship game. Everyone's excited about it. Fred Warner called him one of the great quarterbacks in the NFL this week. He's bigging him up at the press conference. So... As a result, you'd expect then that Jared Goff would like to be paid as one of the greatest quarterbacks in the NFL because now remember he got a big deal with he the did Rams. with the Rams did. and then was traded. What was, do you remember what it was? It was four for one thirty-four. Yeah, he got we paid. That so he, right. it's not like he never got a contract. Right, he got right. one. So after this season in twenty twenty-four, he will be entering the last year of his contract, which is twenty twenty-four, and he has. Zero dollars in guaranteed money left on his contract. Now his cap hit isn't that big, only thirty-one million next season. But you guys all know, nobody worth their salt enters into a season as a lame duck coach, quarterback, what have you. So you can right. expect he's going to be looking for a new contract this offseason. 
I mean, Rob, if I was the Lions, and I, I like Jared Goff, and I'm sure they like him. They have to. He's done great. Um, I wouldn't bring up the conversation. <laughs> look at Chris. Kind of He's great. He did a great job of the line, but I'm look, not bringing that it up. That last year is going to be, you know, I don't know what the date is, whether it's in March, whether it's in the summer. But at some point, it's going to be guaranteed. He's going to get paid for his last year. My point is I'd love to see one more year of him. But his agent, if he's worth his salt, which I'm sure he is, is going to bring it up. And, Rob, at the end of the day, I got to pay the man. If he's you're the played line, well. Chris, he's right, gotten you can't him, play right? around. I got to like, pay like, the man. What, what what would you be doing? Okay, you waited all this time to finally get win some playoff yep. games. You're in the NFC Championship game, and then the first thing you're going to do is be like, no, we're not paying the quarterback. Not, right. Okay, want to start all over? Want another 1957? Like, like it doesn't make yep. sense. And it doesn't mean we talked about it, Chris. The, the division is only going to get tougher, I think, as you go forward. With with Green well, Bay, yeah, we know the Packers are going to be better. Okay, and then there's and a chance of Caleb Bears, right. with the Bears. They finish strong. Maybe they got some players. You got a better, little better quarterback. I'm just saying. And then Minnesota, you know, I, I don't know where they are because they're not going to have a, they're going to have a different quarterback. I don't know where they really fit in. But anyway, my point is, they got a good coach. Don't mess around with this. Don't like. I mean, I get it. You don't have to give them the, the make them the highest paid quarterback in the league. But you well, got to take care may. of the guy. That, you know what I mean? Like, no, I'm not doing that. So that, you know, you know how it works, Rob. Everybody, you know, generally a guy becomes the highest paid. And so that that's what I'm talking about. I mean, I definitely would love to sign him at a favorable number. But whatever the case, he's getting 50 plus. Now, the interesting thing for them, and I know – his average is what about thirty-four million a year over that deal, which at that time was huge. Now, not so much. Right, but it it isn't like they've had him on his rookie deal, right? They've had to build around him, you know, from the get-go with him taking up a lot of the salary cap, and so that won't be as big of a, uh, 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 an adjustment for them. But it's tough, you know, but at the end of the day, you have to have a quarterback. Everybody can't have Patrick Mahomes or Lamar Jackson. And so I, I think I would hold my breath and sign him. Uh, because, And if they lose, to me, Rob, this game doesn't really have any bearing on it because, I mean, they're expected to lose. They're supposed to lose to, uh, you know, to the, the, the Niners. So right. that really shouldn't I, have much I, I agree, Chris. I agree because even if they lose, it doesn't matter what happens. They've uh, done enough this year yep. to make you feel good about Jared Goff, that the trade that you made uh, worked out, even though Stafford went on and got his Super Bowl. We got that. But but the Lions made out as well. And you got Jared Goff. He's not an old guy. He's got a few more good years left in him. And you, want, and you don't want to upset the apple cart. Don't make it. Because, Chris, they've raised ticket prices like 60%. So, yeah, that's what you know what I mean? Do. Like, they, like they're cashing <laughs> yeah. out, right, on it. Lion, yeah. I got Lions fans, friends, Chris, who have canceled their season tickets for next year. Really? Yeah, because Even though they're, they're playing well. They, that's what they just, do when you win. They're so mad, though, that, like, they've been fans and bought season tickets for 20 years when the product was bad. And and not that they don't expect a you know for them to raise right. the ticket prices, 
but to gouge them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. The first bit of success, you know, and it's 60%, like it's something tough. like that. Like, like that's a big increase. This is the Midwest, Chris. You lived in the Midwest. These are people who are average Joes, yep. don't have a lot of disposable income like that. They're not eating out at fancy restaurants all the time. I'm not saying all, but you know well, what I'm and saying. To your point, Rob, they supported them through the, through the no lean reason. time. I don't know. Were they selling out? They have their they, were, they were close to sell out. You know what I mean? But they weren't empty seats or like empty right. sections. Right. Uh, everyone wasn't a sellout, but but big crowds. Always, yeah. Chris. Always. It's the 20 years I was you know, covering and being there all the time. People supported the Lions. And I don't, I don't expect the Lions to... To not try to, you know, increase their revenue. I get that once you start winning and all that. But not to gouge or, or, or close out or push out all those fans who, who've been supporting you all along. Do you feel like, Rob, that this is the Lions are building something? I mean, now they've obviously, you know, they got into the Final Four. So they've obviously gone a long way already. But do you see this as something that's going to go on for the next few years? Or, you know, there are always teams that, you know, they were – I mean, look at Minnesota, and I know Kirk Cousins got hurt, but they were only 4-4 four and four when he got hurt. But remember, they were 13-3 and three the but year But remember, before. they like, won like five, five or so games. Remember when he got hurt, they went on a run. And then uh, who was the quarterback who came in the, the – uh, Rocket science. I mean, the um, astronaut who died, oh, yeah, who couldn't yeah, finish yeah. the job. You remember? Yeah. Then he was exposed. But yeah, they remember they, they, had, they weren't going to go very far. No, no. But yeah, I'm just saying. But they, but they but won about is, four or five games in a row. Do you think that they, the Lions, are building something where they're going to be, you know, one of those top teams in the mix for the next, you know, three four years, or do you think this could be a one off? I'm just not. I'm not sure yet. I, I really I'm not sure in the NFL, you know how it goes, Chris, there's teams that sometimes, as you say, come out of nowhere one year and then do they sustain it? Is it a is it a one time deal? You know, do you fall back in the pack the next year? Do you uh, people not maybe not take you as seriously the first time you really step up there? And then once you do, they change the way they look at you. You know, there's all kinds of stuff. Um, so I'm not. I don't think they're going all the way backwards, but do I think they're going to win a division every year and it's it's the Lions' division to lose? I'm not there yet. No, look, like I said, I think Green Bay is going to be a Super Bowl contender next year. But I also think the Lions will be. Like, I think this is legit. I think they're going to be good. Dan Campbell's done a great job there. You know, the offense is among the best in the league. The defense gives up a ton of passing yards. In, in part, Stafford had almost three seventy, and then yeah, Baker, Baker had three fifty. Yeah, but some of that—I I don't even want to say in part, like it's fifty percent—but some of that, Rob, is because they're so good against the run that te- teams can't run on them, so they throw the ball a lot. But they don't give up a ton of touchdowns. And things like that, but they do give up a ton of passing yards. Um, but I think they'll even get better on that side of the ball. So I think they're here to stay. You know, I, I'm not predicting a Super Bowl necessarily, but I do think they're going to be one of those top teams. Like next year, I think they're going to be one of the top teams again in the NFC 
and have a chance to come out of the NFC. Um, all right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob. Like I said, we got Bill Bradley, former NBA player. He's a Hall of Famer and a U.S. Senator. He'll join us shortly. It's the Odd Couple. Keep it locked. Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Hey, it's Ben, host of The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller, along with my trusty sidekick, David Gascon. Would mean a lot to have you join us on our weekly auditory journey. You're asking, what in God's name is The Fifth Hour? I'll tell you, it's a spinoff of The Ben Maller Show, a cult hit overnights on FSR. Why should you listen? Picture, if you will, a world where we chat with captains of industry in media, sports, and more every week. Explore some amazing facts about human nature and more. Listen to The Fifth Hour with Ben Maller on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there is just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings, or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. All right, it's the Odd Couple, Chris and Rob, live from the TireRack.com studios. Let Express Employment Professionals help hire your next pro. Forget about posting jobs, sifting through resumes, and interviewing unqualified applicants. Move on up to the pros. Go to ExpressPros.com to find the location nearest you. That's ExpressPros.com. Our next guest uh, is just an incredibly accomplished figure 
former NBA champion with the New York Knicks back when they used to win championships, Hall of Fame basketball player, former U.S. Senator, and now he uh, is the creator and star of a show that will be streaming on Max on February 1st. Let's welcome in Bill Bradley. Bill, it's a pleasure to have you here on The Odd Couple. Hey, guys, how are you? Doing great. We are great. Great to have you on. And and I was talking about your show. It's going to be called Rolling Along. It's an American story. Rolling Along, an American story. And it really talks as a one-man show about your childhood you know, growing up along the Mississippi River, going to Princeton, where you're the best basketball player in the country. You had a Hall of Fame career, as I said, with the Knicks, 18 years in the U.S. Senate, and then eventually running for president. So it's really your life story, obviously. So tell us what do you hope that people will take away from this film? Well, uh, I remember when we had uh... – uh, a group who look at this, and people said, what do you think this is about? And uh, the people who watch it said, it's about all of us. It's about uh, love of the game. It's about love of the country. It's about forgiveness. It's about failure. It's about joy. It's about sadness. It's about perseverance. And in other words, it embodies all those things that each of us encounters in our life. Uh, and I do it through my life. And my hope is that People will see themselves in my own story and then maybe tell their story. Because I think, uh, you know, in the divided times we live in, uh, if we tell each other our stories, we'll find a lot in common and be able to move forward. Uh, Bill, I, I, I love I love the whole idea of it because uh, you're right. People will watch and take different things from it in their lives and, you know, compare or whatever. But But I guess today I always feel like, Kids, do they deal with uh, failure, rejection? Everybody, like, I just think we're living in this world where everybody thinks it's an easy road and they look at social media and, hey, they're doing great. If I'm not doing great at 19, I'm a failure and all kinds of stuff. The pressures of today's kids, does that that worry you about the idea that back in your day and, and when Chris and I were growing up, we knocked our heads a few times, and you you picked yourself up, and you kept going. Well, that's still the way it is. Nobody wins an NBA championship without having that experience of failure somewhere along the way. And, uh, you know, I, if you ask me what is this film and this show really about, I say it's about uh, the kind of things that typified our Nick teams back when we won championships. And they're really like four things. And it's to take responsibility for yourself. Respect your fellow human being. Disagree with them honestly and civilly. Enjoy their humanity. And never look down on people you don't understand. That, in a nutshell, is the message of the film. And I think that's real for people today in their lives, um, as it was in my time or your time or any time, because those are human facts. And the more that we understand that we're all the same human being, uh, we're going to find things we have in common. And to me, that's the key. Bill, you mentioned uh, you won championships with the Knicks, uh, 1970, 1973, and they haven't won since. 
Uh, why do you think, I mean, that that's 50 years <laughs> that, that, that they haven't been able to get a, a championship and, and mostly, most times aren't even close. Yeah. Well, I thought my old friend, I thought my old friend Phil Jackson had the answer, but I guess he didn't. <laughs> but the, re- the reality is that that's just the fact. Uh, you have to look at each team separately. And I, I like this current team. Yep. And the key thing is for a team to develop the habit of winning. I mean, what is basketball? It's a game of ball movement and player movement that rewards unselfishness. Every championship team that wins understands that. The ball moves, the players move, and people are unselfish. And uh, with the Nick teams or whomever, if you take a look at the Warriors, when they were playing well a couple of years ago, that's the way they play. And I think that the reality is that the Nick teams have some pretty good ingredients to come together here. I think Brunson is learning to how, how to be a really good point guard. Um, and I think Randall is good. I mean, I think the OG, the new acquisition, he might be the debusher of this team. I don't know. The missing piece. Uh, but, you know, once a Nick fan, always a Nick fan. I'm, so, you know, I'm for them no matter what. Well, I, I love, Bill, what you said about the game. It's about ball and player movement. And, and let's be honest, you don't see nearly as much of that in today's NBA. You mentioned the Warriors. They weren't the most talented team in the world until they got Kevin yeah. Grant, but they won twice without him. But because they have ball and player movement, they were able to run circles around the rest of the league, which was a lot of ISO, one-on-one, a lot of high pick and roll, you know, two man game, and I yeah. think that I, I I and I don't think the players are selfish, but I think if you just play high pick and roll all the time and everybody else spread the floor or ISO, that's a selfish way of playing. And so, huh. do you think that they'll get more back to you know some? Fi- I think that's one reason international. You know, teams are beating us now, and they come over here, and they're the best players because they're used to playing five-man basketball where there's more ball and player movement. No question about it. They, they guess what? You know, we've seen coaches all over the world for years to teach people basketball. Guess what? They learned. <laughs> they yep. learned. Right. And, and now the players are coming back fundamentally sound, and they're doing well in the NBA. And so we, we just have to understand uh, the whole basics. It's a team game. Um, you know, anytime you have four guys playing and six guys watching, that's really not an interesting game to watch even. Uh, I, and you want to have, I always say, the way you can measure a team is count how many passes they make when they cross half court, right? If they make one or two passes, they're a selfish team. If they make more than two, they got something going. They can they can keep the uh, the defense off balance by the way they move the ball in their bodies. Yeah. And so uh, I think it's pretty obvious that that's what wins. And I, I mean, I I think uh, some of the Knicks really get it now, and I think the coach gets it, Thibodeau. How how about the the finances and the the salaries and whatnot? Obviously, you played in a different time. I I know I, I know. <laughs> did I, that teams did I weren't worth it. Well, hold on, hold on, fellas. 
When I came into the league, the average salary was nine thousand seven hundred dollars. I believe right. it. I, I believe it. I, now, I, now it's like three million. I don't know. So I, no, I made more, more than that. that. Yeah. yeah, more yeah, than that. that. Whatever. Yeah. Whatever. But sometimes when you money. see some of these guys, and I'm not knocking anybody at times, and things are changing. I'm not one of those, hey, you kids, get off my lawn, guy. But when you see like the money, like guys who aren't even stars making. $13, $18 million a year. Do, well, do you just scratch your head and go, man, I wish I was born later. I mean, what, what, what would you have made? No, I like I liked being born. When I was born, playing with the team that I played, money is important. Championships are more important. And I had the luck of being with a great group of human beings. And we went to the mountaintop twice, almost three times. And uh, that's that's what I remember. I think that these guys make a lot of money. And that's good, but uh, you know you can make a lot of money, but you won't have the feeling of standing at half court with your fists raised in the air and chills going up and down your spine, knowing you're the best in the world. And ultimately, when you're an old man, you're going to realize you lost something. And so, I think the money is important. I mean, I was the player rep. I was the union guy. I was the guy that fought the owners, so we'd have a competitive marketplace. We went to Congress. We assured that there would be competition. And I used to give a speech saying, let the market set the rates for what salaries, not, not, the, mm. not the, the owners. Right. And, and indeed, that's what's happened because it's become a big sport. And the players who are smart, I don't begrudge anybody making money. And they can no. make as much money as they want as long as the game is played in a way that I think respects what's best about basketball, ball movement, player movement, unselfishness. Bill, great stuff. We appreciate your time and, and good right. luck with your new film, Rolling Along and America. I want, story. I want you I want you guys to look at it on HBO and tell me what you think. We will. Yes, sir. We will. It starts on HBO Max February first. Thank you for your time. Thanks, we look Bill. forward to checking out the okay, movie. Well. Thank you guys. Okay. All right. Thank you, Bill. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at FoxSportsRadio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. Steve, for the update, we're the odd couple live from the TireRack.com studios. We're waiting on Mike Golick Jr. He's the host of the Gojo and Golick podcast. It's on DraftKings. He's been on the show before. And and here he is again, Mike Golick Jr. Mike, welcome to the odd couple. What's going on, guys? Good to be back with you. Good Always. to have you back. Um, let me ask you this. Every, right now, we got the San Francisco 49ers facing Detroit in the NFC Championship game. And it seems like everybody's been divided on Brock Purdy. You've got the camp that says he's not that good. He's just another, maybe a, a, a little upgrade over Jimmy Garoppolo, but he's just got Kyle Shanahan and a lot of great players around him. And then you've got the camp that says, no, he's really good. I mean, I don't think very many people have gone overboard. Uh, but for the most part, there's another camp saying he's very good and he's a, he's adding to this team uh, and his numbers show that. Uh, where are you at on Brock Purdy? I think Brock Purdy is a very good player who's grossly outplayed his draft status, physical ability, and gives this team a great chance to win. Like, all the rest of that stuff has some merit, right? He 
came up like a lot of other quarterbacks that have success in a system where he's got a great play caller as his head coach. He's got plenty of weapons around him there. But I do think he is a guy, and using Jimmy Garoppolo sort of as a comparative point, I do think there are things that he has done in this offense that are an improvement on what Jimmy Garoppolo did. Some of the things that he has done when plays have broken down, the confidence that he now has imbued in him from coming up in a healthy system, having him cut it loose in big moments like that final drive against the Green Bay Packers. So, uh, listen, he's not a world beater like Mahomes and the rest of those freak aliens at the top of the league right now, but that's not a comparison that's fair to him at this point in his career. He's two years in. He hasn't even started two full seasons, and yet he's going to have his team and be a part of back-to-back NFC championship runs at the very least. So very good player and a really impressive story. Yeah, but but you got to admit now, okay, they had already gone to the Super Bowl without him, Mike, and uh, he didn't look good for three-plus quarters and then got the big touchdown. What was Shanahan's record, Chris, you told me, in the fourth quarter coming oh, over zero, 33? Yeah, zero and thirty. Uh, coming back and down in the fourth quarter and coming back to win, and he got the game won there. But my question to you is, uh, this could be a Brock Purdy game from the standpoint that the uh, Lions' um, defense right gives up passing yards, and we saw the same thing. Uh, the the Lions gave up a lot of passing yards. Stafford, Baker and Mayfield Baker and Stafford, right? So, so could this come down to Brock Purdy throwing the football in order to beat the Lions? Oh yeah, this has a chance to be a shootout on both sides. I mean, the 49ers' rush defense struggled all year, and they're going up against a really quality offensive line in the Detroit Lions. A running back in Jameer Gibbs that's been unlocked. But on the other side, you're absolutely right. The strength of the Lions' defense has been in the front seven. They've got a couple right. of really strong pieces there on the D line, but. No, I do think Brock Purdy is in part going to have to help win them this game. And I know we've spent a lot of time, too, focusing on the health of Debo Samuel and that shoulder. Will he play or not? How that affects him? How it affected last week's performance? And I always think it's worth reminding there's a big difference between having to adjust your game plan on the fly in the middle of a game where you expect Debo to be full go the entire time and having a week to prepare the alternative plan where you know there's a chance that he might not be on the field for you. And so I do think Kyle Shanahan's going to have a better grasp of how to go and allocate touches to other places, how they want to orchestrate that offense, and get, make sure that Brock Purdy has that plan and has it down cold. Brock Purdy, we could talk about a lot of the physical attributes. We could talk about the struggles last week. The one thing he's done is displayed an aptitude to digest everything in Kyle Shanahan's offense at a very young age. Like Jimmy Garoppolo was more of a veteran player when he got over there. He had at least been around the league a few years. This has been in the fire in some pivotal moments pretty quickly, and so I'm going to give Brock Purdy credit where it's due. He's helped orchestrate one of the best offenses in the regular season that outside of matchups with a team like Baltimore really boat raced a lot of its competition in the NFC and has a good chance in a game where weather's not going to be a factor like it was last week. He struggled a bit with the rain. It looks like it's going to be drier conditions and a little bit more favorable. How about Baltimore and their defense? I mean, Houston... In its first playoff game, scored like 40, over 40 points. What was it, 45 or whatever it was. And all they were able to get was three points off of that Ravens defense. Mike, how good is that Ravens defense? Uh, they didn't even allow a touchdown to a team that was rolling the week before against a good Cleveland Browns defense. Yeah, uh, they're, I mean, this Ravens team in general is bordering on like all-time great by the way that they've gone through this season. And if they are able to close the deal, we'll get to have some fun conversations about where they do rank all time among some of the best teams we've seen this century. But I think with the Ravens defense, in comparison to, let's say, the Browns defense that you brought up, 
Brown's yep. a little banged up towards the end of the year. Miles Garrett, who's the leader of the pack on that group, had been dealing with a shoulder for the back half of the season, wasn't quite as productive. And, you know, uh, Tim Schwartz throws a lot at you, but not nearly as much of the movement and the varied placement of pieces as you get from Mike McDonald's Baltimore Ravens defense. They are equal parts incredible personnel, right? They've gotten the best out of a guy like Jadavian Clowney, who's still an elite run defender. Kyle Van Noy showed up a ton as a pass rusher in this last game and could very well again against the Chiefs unit that I think is weaker on the edges than they are in the middle. And then you've got Roquan Smith orchestrating it all. You can put Kyle Hamilton anywhere in that defense. They've got all pro caliber players at a lot of pivotal spots down the spine of that defense, and it gives them incredible versatility. But at the end of the day, also just great players to lean on when they've got to buckle down in obvious situations and get the job done. So it's, it's going to be an excellent chess match, and I'm not surprised. They're a mature group on defense, and for that Houston Texans team in particular, the number that stuck out to me was 11-3. to 11 penalties versus three penalties committed by the Houston Texans as opposed to the Ravens. They lost some of that poise in the favor of what's been a death star of an opponent in the Baltimore Ravens, and Baltimore showed you the years of building these things up under Lamar Jackson, acquiring Roquan Smith last year, has this team ready and very confident. So, Mike, how do you see this game playing out? Uh, there are some that think Baltimore will blow the Chiefs out. They've blown out nine winning teams this season, which is incredible. Uh, I think the previous record was like seven. Um, and the Chiefs, on the other hand, never get blown out under <laughs> with Patrick Mahomes. They've been blown out four times in his like 112 games. So how do you see this game playing out? Uh, I think it's going to be pretty tight. You mentioned that. I got way too much respect for what Pat and Andy Reid do in the postseason, especially, and the way Steve Spagnuolo, their defensive coordinator, can game plan. Really, the quality of that unit. I think they've got what it takes to make this thing a bit of a rock fight, sort of like they wanted to do against Buffalo. I think weather's going to play a factor in that. It's supposed to be a little bit rainy, a little bit windy, potentially, in Baltimore for this game with a low-pressure system going through there. So I still think Baltimore wins this game, and I think I've seen the number anywhere around four, four-and-a-half points for the favorite. I wouldn't be surprised if they won around that number because I do think on their best day, they're the better team. For the Kansas City Chiefs, I think one of the biggest factors, we talked about Debo Samuel's injury on the other side, Joe Tooney, they're all pro left guard dealing with a pec injury that he suffered in that last game against the Buffalo Bills. Adam Schefter tweeted earlier in the week that he seems doubtful, but he's trying like hell to play in that game. If he's not in there, that middle of the offensive line for the Chiefs is supposed to be the strength of their team. And if you remember, the Baltimore Ravens, that defense, it's hard to get anything through and get anything past them. But the one team that was somewhat able to was the Los Angeles Rams, and they did it by running right down State Street with Kyron Williams in that offensive line. And so if the Chiefs are compromised up the middle, now all of a sudden, Justin Matabike, that great pass-rushing defensive tackle for the Baltimore Ravens, has a bit of an easier time, and you're dealing with a bunch of guys that have to deal with communication issues at the most pivotal juncture of their game. So I think Baltimore wins a close one, but I do, against all odds, picking against Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs in the playoffs, I think I'm going to do it. <laughs> I hear you on that. All right, that's Mike Golick, Jr., Check him out. He's the host of the Gojo and Golik podcast. It's on DraftKings. Mike, great stuff as always, man. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Buddy. Thanks, guys. Appreciate you having me. All right. Shop Talks next. Keep it locked. I couple Fox Sports Radio. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. 
We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. <sighs> is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is! And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win! Unbelievable! When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. All right, game off. We got to pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that, but there is just so much good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go... You can team up with your friends for time tournaments where you work together to build each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much to get. Unique stickers you can trade with friends to complete albums for big prizes. Cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. Hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. Plus, Monopoly Gold feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their unique mini-games like Digging for Treasure or a robot pachinko machine. And there's always new timed events that help you win big like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it now free on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. All right, it's the Odd Couple live from the TireRack.com studios. Take the mystery out of the meat aisle with GoodRanchers.com. Enjoy 100% American steakhouse quality meat. And seafood delivered straight to your door. Support local farms and enjoy $20 off plus free shipping with this code AMERICA. GoodRanchers.com, code AMERICA. American Meat delivered. It's time, folks, for Shop Talks. Exempt in the barbershop, you know that ain't nobody exempt. You can talk about whoever and whatever, whenever you want to in the barbershop. Now it's shop talk. That's right, it is shop talk here on the Yacht Couple. We discuss something happening outside of the world of sports. This week's topic comes to us from Hollyweird, where I don't know if you guys know this, but they remade the movie Roadhouse, okay, and it's starring Jake Gyllenhaal. I thought the story though, the story. Now that was the one with um, was that Patrick Patrick Swayze, Swayze? in okay, the eighties? Okay. Yep. Now. Hall being the star is not the story here. The story is one of the co-leads, the uh, supporting actors in this film, Conor McGregor. And if you watch the trailer, it's as bad as it sounds because he is, just cannot act whatsoever. Really? It's terrible. He's very hammy. He thinks he's being funny and he's not. It's just really bad. <laughs> I like that sounds Rob familiar. Hammy. He's hammy. That yeah. sounds familiar. Yeah. <laughs> 
So and, who but, is that? Who? But anyway, what you trying to say? I'm a ham, Chris? <laughs> I be talking about. Hey, put some uh, mayonnaise on my back. That's right. <laughs> Here's the question, though, guys. If it's an action movie, which you know Roadhouse is, and action movies in general, do you care if the stars can't act? Rob Parker. Yeah, I care. I mean, like, you want the best. You go to a movie, you're paying your money. You want to see, like, you know, when, like, like I always say this, Chris, you'll you appreciate this. You go to Jamie Foxx's movie, he became Ray Charles. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, like that's, what that's what acting is supposed to be, where, where, where you get into the character and you go, man, if I close my eyes, it sounds like that's Denzel Rachel. Washington became Malcolm X. Do you, right? Yes. And, and, and Will Smith, remember he gained the weight with Muhammad Legacy, Ali? Legacy. Yep, Ali. Yeah. Legacy. Chris, um, that, that, I got to be honest. Me. I didn't love Will Smith and Ali. No, but I'm saying, but he, he bulked up to look but like yeah, him and all that. Yeah. He became him, is what I'm just saying. Rob G, so, so I expect people but here, like, but those aren't action well, movies, though, Rob. Right. And Here's what I would say. And I hear you, Rob, because great acting is to be treasured. But unless you're horrible, then no, nah, I don't really care if it's an action movie. I mean, Rob, how many rappers have become actors? How many athletes have become rappers? I mean, I got to be honest. On a certain level, I'm not saying just anybody can be a great actor like like you said, Will Smith, who obviously was an ex-rapper, but Denzel Washington, Harrison Ford, you know, the best, George Clooney, all that. But a lot of people can act on a decent level. I mean, I guess rappers, I don't know if they get trained, but all these rappers, LL Cool J, Ice Cube, Queen Latifah, and I could go on and on. Becoming rappers like or actors, like, is it it ain't that hard, I guess. Nah, it's harder than you think, Chris. Everybody can't be an actor. It's I ain't saying everybody, and, and, but I and, think a lot of people can at a, a decent a, level. You don't have to okay. I'm not saying you can be a great level. I was gonna but say they don't, they don't want, they're not winning. I've been any in awards. a movie. I've been in a movie oh, and here I was we go. Good. It always comes back to Chris. <laughs> no, oh. I'm just saying I've been in a movie. You're an actor now? I How get paid pay? by SAG every year. I get my little royalty check. So what if you pay like a thousand dollars in uh, royalty? Don't I be mean, jealous. In, Don't in be. Sa- I am jelly. I'm you jelly. are jelly. I mean, but I'm, all I'm saying is, I mean, we've seen so many uh, ball players and, and rappers become actors, and I'm not saying they're the greatest, but I'm just saying, if you're decent, I can put up with it. You know, you, you might not win an Oscar or whatever, but. Unless you're just horrible. If you're horrible, then I got a problem. But there's very few movies, you know, the decent movies where you see somebody that's just, oh, my God, they're just terrible. I'm sorry. I can't even watch this. Rob G., I know you I got I will say I don't think that. Janet Jackson's a good actress. You didn't like her on Good Times? She was great as a little no, kid on Good Times. And, and as Charlene, she was all right in different strokes. As an adult, and I love Janet Jackson's music, but, like, in Why Did I Get Married? No. Not a good actress at all. And if I'm saying you're not a good actor, you aren't. Because I'm not like, I don't have a great eye necessarily for acting. Yeah, you think you're a good actor. 
Um, well, did you see? Did you see? No, hashtag Chris, rally nobody has seen it. You and your nobody buddy has day. seen it. You nobody want a rom-com like like funny knee slapper? <laughs> you gotta check it Rob out, Rob G. Rob G. You did see it. You just didn't hey, realize it. Right. It was no. in the it was in the uh, penny bin, uh, DVD bin in the uh, dollar no. store. Hold on, check this out. That's what you. That's in where my was. part. Oh, guess who go. was a part? Guess who was across me? Guess who I acted with? This dude I acted with was in Straight Outta Compton, and he was Dr. Dre's brother in that that got killed, and he was in the New Edition movie. So I'm talking about big time actors that I was. Rob G, sharing you see the how bad with. his career crashed that he was right. <laughs> right, exactly. Oh man! Uh, but to answer the question, I'm conflicted because on one hand. Like Arnold Schwarzenegger is not a good actor, but it doesn't prevent me from enjoying his no, movies. Terminator. No, but, it, but right. you're, you're not there for the dialogue, right? Right. right, right. But that's that, what he's saying, Rob. That's what he has. But here's but here's the thing, though. I have a problem when you have bad actors who are trying to be good actors in action movies. Like the latest Fast and the Furious, where Vin Diesel makes a point to be very dramatic for like half the movie. It, it's so bad, it makes you want to turn it off. You can't even appreciate all the flying cars and stuff because this guy's trying to be real emotional and talk about Well, that, that when it's bad acting, that's noticeable. And that ruin can ruin a movie. But I'm just saying... Like, just be the action star. Like, right. There are a slow, lot of movies you know, that are decent that's it. acting. That's yeah. it. Just decent. They're not great, but they're Alex? not bad. Alex, where are you? Uh, well, I'm in the studio, Rob. Where are you? I'm in the studio, Alex, too. I'm sure Alex thinks he could go on there and act. Oh, I've been told plenty of times, Chris Broussard, I should take headshots and go act already. I've been told You're plenty of times. You're out there in L.A. What you waiting for? Uh, probably to not get infiltrated with, you know, the whole Hollywood stuff. But that's just me. Well, I feel you on that. But I'll say this. I think actors should stay in their lane, play your roles. Don't get dramatic. If you're an action star, just make it simple. You don't got to be anything crazy. Look at Arnold Schwarzenegger. It's that easy. Uh, there you go. That was Alex too simple. very succinct Thank you. with his answer. All right, Alex, it's you the know what? You we got hour left. The Tyson Tower like is around the corner. Keep it locked. At Bed365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare listen to the highly anticipated 100th episode of tank and jay valentine's r&b money podcast with artist chris brown even working with you from Carrie Hilson, Adonis. Mm -hmm. Back in the day, I was 15, 14 doing that album. So like I said, I was in school like, yeah. okay, this is how you do it. This is how you make a song. There's a verse, a pre-chorus, and then a hook. I didn't know none of that. You learned I, that over a summer, bro. That's what I, it felt like. That's what it felt like. Listen to R&B Money on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts.